0: You're listening to the Self-Worth Circle. This is a podcast
1: about tapping into your innate powers, gifts, and wisdom. Join us on the journey of alignment, magic, and flow. Right. we are back with yet another episode. I am Julia, and next to me I have my beautiful friend and co-host, Eva. Hello, hello, long time no talk. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long pause, and it's been needed for many reasons, and um, I'm sure we can at some point open up the reason why, uh, but we also apologize for keeping you a little bit kind of in the blind spot for not explaining why, but this pause has been very needed for both of us, So, so... Yeah, thank you for understanding, and we're really glad that you're here again and listening to this episode.
0: Yes. So welcome back, and if you're new to the show, glad that you found your way to this podcast. This is all about spirituality, wellness, and yeah, our journeys in life that we love to share and talk about.
1: Yeah, and today we're going to touch a little bit upon space holding because that's something that we both a lot in our work and I also think that it's a really crucial talent or what can you call it like a skill that you can practice you know even just with yourself it has a lot to do with being grounded in your own body and in a way transmuting it to whomever Practicing upon or sharing the energy with, so yeah, we're gonna dive in a little bit deeper into that soon. But before we do, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm
0: the. I can give you like the (laughs) the Finnish honest answer or the kind of like the cheerful, maybe more. I would know not too generalize but American answer but I'm gonna give you the the honest I'm I'm doing okay I um, I'm feeling the, the the energy of the full moon we have a full moon today in the sign of Leo so I'm de- definitely feeling a bit emotional and um, yeah just lately it's been January was a heavy month for many many reasons and uh, kind of feeling that long exhalation is is coming to an end finally and you know it's time to kind of breathe in the I mean it's I guess it's still winter but slowly starting to bring in that spring energy and, and new shifts so yeah I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling okay and just just a little bit kind of still things are, are bubbling up and surfacing up during full moons for me and this one in particular has been quite the
1: the yeah the moon so I'm
0: okay what about you has
1: it been challenging for you or like contractive expansive or how has it been with a full moon
0: yeah it's just been emotional um I feel I am a sensitive person we've talked about this before we both are but then this moon in particular has been kind of emotional um you know things in our lives that sometimes can throw us curveballs and, and you know things we deal with and things have just been bubbling up. But yeah, I'm I'm allowing myself to feel all the feels.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me in particular, this moon has been quite like subtle. It's really interesting how different full moons and different new moons affect you in such a different way depending on you know where you're at in your life and of course probably our own planets and whatnot but for me it's been subtle but as I already mentioned before we started recording I've been having really intense um, or like I always have like not intense but vivid dreams but like really really vivid and like weird primal fierce has been coming up that i haven't really been even thinking about um but yeah it's been it's been interesting and the past months has brought a lot for both of us i mean i am personally having there's like a lot of new things coming into my life with new uh, courses and I'm also hosting my own container and there's new weekly classes and there was like my my last grandparent moved away so we had the not moved away but passed away but moved on from this lifetime so we had the funeral just a couple couple weeks ago and um, so a lot of endings and a lot of new beginnings and I feel that springtime you know, coming in, so, and I'm really looking forward to it, I was actually sitting in the car with my mom this morning, um, we drove from Tamisari to Helsinki, and the light, you know, the sunrise started around, I think, 8 a.m., and I was like, yeah, lighter times are coming, so it feels, it, I feel like I'm in that stagnant kind of transition, winter, like, waking up mode that feels a little bit hard Mm -hmm. you're still a little stiff yeah and and you want to stay in your cave and it's like "Mm," but slowly uh slowly getting there and um it feels it feels really good to know that you know springtime and summertime is coming and uh new regulations also if you're in Finland so it feels really really good I feel like many of us has been very sensitized to whenever they throw a new regulation on us it's like okay here we go again you don't even like think about it anymore it's just like it is what it is so yeah
0: yeah i mean collectively it's been also (laughs) the energy has been kind of heavy um but do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your the course you're putting out and the the container and just share a few few words sure
1: yeah yeah So I'm hosting a first time, um, first round, so a beta version of a coaching program that I've put up. It's a 90 day program for intuitive women to really step into their confident selves and also to research what their spiritual gifts are and how they can start to embody them with security. And this has a lot to do eventually also with, you know, traumas and nervous system regulation. So we do a lot of that in the beginning. But it's a really beautiful um, program that I'm. It's starting next week. Enrollment is unfortunately closed. So, uh, yeah. But I am hosting another round in the end of this year. So you can always message me, and I can put you on the wait list. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's. There's a lot. There's a lot. We have weekly calls. You have also have one-on-one calls. We have extra sessions um, you know with clearing healing rituals just so you get the blueprints of how to hold space for others and how to ground yourself how to be secure in your body and also to you know resource body parts that are feeling a little bit out of out of balance so we'll look at different modalities and you'll also understand what tools works for you and which that are not for you and um what else there's um you, you gain access to a platform so you have pre-recorded homework and educational videos and yeah it's it's a beautiful one I'm really excited to to uh, yeah hold space for this first group of women and um yeah I'll I'll, I'll make sure to tell you more when, when I'm in the container. It's interesting because you always think that the kind of the facilitator or the coach or the teacher has it all together. But I've been on my, like my, I've had my own process with creating this program, you know, self-doubt, procrastination. Um, so it's been like a lot of, there's been a lot of digging within myself while creating this program. So I think that while holding space for others for this first round, I'll also find a lot of interesting shadows within myself because yeah, I think that's something that we always go through when we dive in deeper into like more like deeper containers, any retreat, any training, any anything that we do for a longer time brings up a lot. So I am, um, I'm open to whatever, whatever that comes. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say that I feel like we always
0: also teach what we need to learn ourselves. Yeah.
1: On some degree, always.
0: So whether that is like a retreat with a specific theme or, you know, a workshop or, you know, something like this that you have now created and, and, and are putting out. So it's you're also fully like embodying what you're teaching and you're yeah. also learning as you teach. So it is like a beautiful, beautiful gift that you have put out there. And Yeah. Yeah. I look forward
1: to joining at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we are also, the both of us, cooking up something freaking amazing for you. But we're like, just like, it's very big, but we're like just starting and reading and trying to understand the guidelines of it. So. Stay but tuned. we'll give a hint word which is yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yoga. You know the thing that we <laughs> we do a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. yogurt. It has a little bit to do actually with what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So let's open with a question. What comes what's a word that comes up when I say space holding or holding space?
0: Well, what first pops into my mind is um it's, it's like what it means to me is being 100% present, which is pretty rare now. Nowadays, if I'm completely honest with you and myself, to be fully present is rare. Like whether mm-hmm. you are holding space as a yoga teacher or, you know, a workshop leader or whatever facilitator or whether you're having dinner with your significant other or meeting up with friends or, um, you know, cooking drawing cleaning yeah how often are you actually fully 100 percent present always we are you know our, our thoughts are drifting we get extract distracted by outside you know whatever like noises or you know anything the phone rings or a thought pops into our mind or visually we see something oh look at that there's you know, I need to clean that little corner of my house. So what it means is to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent present.
1: Yeah. Which is rare. So it is. And it's such a good practice because you can be, and it comes back to how present you are also in your own body because you can be present in your mind, but you can have like no like awareness in your legs or arms. So it has a lot to do with. Yeah, awareness and um, it's such a skill because some days it comes very easily and mm-hmm. others it's like I've had, I've taught classes when I've been very scattered in my mind because of, you know, many reasons and it's not like you're, you're, you're simply, a bad yeah. person yeah. or a bad teacher, but it happens to every single one of us. But you know that when a teacher can hold great space, that person is fully in her body and fully present and yeah it's I would say like you need to have some sort of a embodiment practice and or awareness and embodiment practice to to start to learn the skill and it's something that just comes with catching yourself in the moment when you when your mind wanders or when you are out of balance or kind of those tiny moments when you bring your awareness back to yourself to your breath. To your being, to everything that is. Yeah. I think also that
0: it can be naturally easier for others than others. And, yeah. You know, depending on whether you are a sensitive person or not, I'd say definitely, like, you know, more sensitive people can read the room easier because they can kind of feel and sense into the energies of okay, let's, let's talk about like a teaching setting, because I mean, we're both yoga teachers. So let's say you come into uh, a studio, and all the students are there, and you're coming to, you know, teach uh, whatever session, let's say, basic vinyasa class. And I just think there's, you know, we're all unique, and we all have different kind of gifts in our lives. But if you are a more sensitive person you can probably kind of read the room and with that I mean you can sense into the energy the collective energy of each and every one like kind of their what would serve them the most if we're talking about a yoga class whereas um, you know if you're not maybe that sensitive you're just going to come and teach that vinyasa class and you're just you know looking at them as, as, as you know human bodies that are going to move their bodies, you know, yeah. that you're not taking in the full spectrum because we are more than the physical layer. We've talked about this a bunch, but I mean, there's, we have our, our pranic bodies or subtle bodies and our auras that emit a certain vibe and depending on kind of, you know, where we're at, that'll transmute into something that you can sense and feel. So, I mean, kind of taking in that information and transforming it into the offering that will best serve them at this very moment or that yeah. very moment. It's it's how I kind of
1: see it. see it. Yeah. And I mean for, like, what I believe is that everyone is sensitive, but we are sensitive to different degrees. And this is also something that when you start to open it up, it can get very overwhelming because if a student comes in and is in this, like, this angry or... Yeah. Kind of hysteric mood, you need to have really strong boundaries and right. a really strong grounding uh, practice yourself because otherwise it can affect you and there's like this kind of weird dynamic between you and that specific student. So that's
0: happened to us, Julia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know, if we're honest. It's, and it's really good because yeah. that's
1: like any any social situation is really interesting to study mm-hmm. how it affects your body and what happens in your body because everything has to do with you know the yeah the dynamic in the room the people in the room and your response like how you are responding or reacting to right. it right. I mean we've been in a situation when it's easy usually like in a yin yoga setting people are already like okay we're just gonna like wind down mm-hmm. but if someone comes in and they're like stressful it can take like they might need something completely else than the ones who are kind of ready to collapse, Mm -hmm. which is not good either, but like, you know what I mean. You need to regulate different nervous systems in a very different way. And it's a very, it's a skill that you need to cultivate. And the more awareness you have in yourself and the more you can, as Eva already mentioned, kind of read the room and feel into the energetics of the room the yeah the more tools you can also give the different students because no one is the same for some yoga nidra is the best way to relax for an like overloaded system that is that can be way too much like they need a little bit of movement before they lie down or you know more dynamic processes um so yeah to give support i would say would be my word also like presence and support or like more unconditional support so you really welcome everything and the more neutral and in your body you can be I believe that the better you can hold space because you don't judge a person for being you know reactive or slow they're just in their own process and you can hold space for whatever comes comes but again practicing to not react to your to the students that are maybe reacting in your own way yeah because people are going to trigger you and that's okay but but um I think it would it's a great practice to come to a place where you allow everything to be what it is (laughs)
0: Because when I think about it now as a yoga teacher, if you, for instance, let's say you're teaching a yin class, which is a very soothing, slow, um, slow-paced session, and you see, for instance, a person that's com- like continuously fiddling around with their clothing or moving around, maybe coughing, or now I mean just like coughing because, I don't know, it's just something that they need to, like... Yeah, release. Like, yeah, like... just, maybe that's a bad example, but they're kind of like... Playing with their, you know, I don't know, clothing or, uh, scra- you know, scratching themselves, like feeling, you know, because even that's the reaction of like their skin is, is yeah. itching because they can't. There's a they lot going on. Yeah, they can't. They need to mobilize in yeah, some way. they can't like relax. And as a teacher, that can very easily translate to, okay, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Why is this person not enjoying my class? Um, should I change the position sooner? because that person is struggling like it's such a big also and these are things that do people like it's funny like you're a yoga teacher but like do you, people even think about like as a yoga teacher because you're noticing all these mm-hmm. little if you're holding space I mean I mean you could also be just kind of like scrolling on your phone while they're in a, in a I hope you're not
1: I hope you're or, not you know whatever <laughs>
0: it is or just staring at a wall but uh, ignore the person ignore the person but but you know I feel like both you and I, we notice all those little things and we become aware of them and then it's like up to us, okay, what are we going to do with that information? Are we going to allow, like, AKA be triggered by that person who can't relax and change our teaching according to what's going on in their lives, their process, their practice, you know? Or are we going to just still collectively hold space for the group and they're going through whatever whatever they're going through and just kind of move beyond and past that.
1: So yeah. It's not easy. And I think this is like something that you can, as you said, your reaction has a lot of information in it. Because if you are in a kind of like more of a curious mode that, oh, this triggers me that that person is fidgeting mm. so much. Maybe you can just look at your, your kind of your energy bodies are just not quote-unquote, in the same frequency right. at the moment. So that's why it's I like that's oh, what it, that's overload. What it's about. Yeah. So how could you bring that person to a more calm state? I usually, like, tell the group that, you know, if you need to come in and out of the posture or take a little bit of cats and cows, or maybe I bring the whole group into a little bit. Because yin is like, there's always yang in the yin also. They're never alone. So, I mean, you're not going to go into hardcore vinyasa movement in a yin class but there's still going to be movement you know you can bring in a little bit of i don't know free movement or i think cat and cow is always good because you can you know combine the breath and movement in a very easy way that applies to that is easy for and accessible for everyone um and you know, sometimes you might need to tell the student if it, the he or she comes in and every single time it's very hard for them to relax and lie down and be more still. You might want to tell them to come to a I don't know slow flow or something else. Um, yeah, it might be too much. Yeah. Like in where they're at. Yin right can now. be exactly for an overloaded nervous system. It's it can be very advanced to go straight into yin. Yeah. in the same way that it can be like if someone is more of a in a what's it called like the the freeze and collapse um, state it's really hard to come into a very fast-paced vinyasa class so you need to meet kind of people for where they're at and also know that there's like nothing wrong with you as a teacher you just have to be you don't have to be anything, but it's good to have like understanding that people are always going to respond a different way to what you're teaching. And especially if you can kind of find ways to mobilize whatever is going on in their life and slowly bring them into a more more neutral or a frequency that blends into the group. Uh, that's a big skill. It's a really big skill to have to be able to hold space for every single one in the room and you know with some it can be so it can be almost you know because we hold space in such different ways let's talk about that you can do it through touch through your gaze through just your presence there's so many different ways so I feel like many times if I'm in a really calming grounded state that will most likely transmute to the students um, if they are, you know... I mean, you set the tone. Yeah. But again, some might be in a completely different frequency mm. and that's just like hard to then yes. bring them down. So there's many things that you can do, but you also need to remember that because some some people love touch and it's very calming because it kind of tells the... It's mm. really grounding to receive touch. And especially during these times that we mm. don't receive touch, it's really important Um, to have it but for others touch can be traumatizing I mean we have both been in situations maybe we can even give examples where touch has been amazing and supportive and loving and healing and also when touch hasn't been kind of welcomed at Mm -hmm. all when a teacher has been kind of just they've done it just because and it's felt it has felt really out of place how has it been for you? Yeah,
0: I feel like you definitely need to ask for permission. Yeah. when you're touching someone, because you could be, you know, breaking a boundary for someone. Like touch can be very triggering. I think you put it very well when you said, kind of like that. We're all, you know, we're all vibing on at our own frequencies, and 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 you know, when you're you're teaching class, you are you're you know, yeah, you are grounded, but you are also, I feel like. Like maybe I can talk for you and myself as well. We are sometimes even when we are feeling very kind of in the moment, we can even like channel stuff because it's like, you know, you're so open and you are in this high vibe state. Plugged in. You're plugged in and uh, both, you know, up and down and aligned and connected. But that can be like triggering, uh, not just, you know, on the mat in a yoga setting when we're holding space, This can even be outside the mat. And this is where also envy comes in, you know, and and the light and the darkness kind of discussion because it's like you're casting a shadow. And the same way in a yoga setting, this is, I mean, it's kind of like a kind of the same discussion, kind of different. But let's say like a person is being triggered by yin yoga because it's, you know, this person is dealing with a lot of stuff in their lives. Mm -hmm. They're having a hard time to stay still because all the stuff that's going on is, you know, coming up to the surface, you know, their mind, they're just busy with their thoughts and stress and, you know, all this overload. They're just overload, overload. system overload. And then, you know, similarly, but, you know, differently, let's say you're off the mat and you're meeting with someone and someone is just shining their light and is so, you know, aligned and on their path and connected and happy. And that light is so bright. It's, casting a shadow on you because you're feeling smaller and contracted which makes you feel triggered towards that person and that like you feel some sort of way you feel kind of like resistance or envy and that can translate in many you know ways you can Mm. kind of feel like you want to talk bad about them you know gossiping which is very low vibrational
1: Mm.
0: or you feel like you need to kind of you don't wish them authentically well you know some 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 sort of these things these are, you know, just kind of like same, same, but different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, with and the, we all have everything. The, the, trigger, the yeah. trigger on the mat is also, you know, same with the light and the... I'm not saying that a yoga teacher is filled with light. You no, know, you know, because we also have no, like no, no, no. We have jealousy
1: and envy and whatnot.
0: Oh, yeah, all the shit. But um, what I'm <laughs> saying, when you're teaching a class, you are more aligned because you are in the moment and you are holding space. And so that that's what I'm kind of saying, that that can be triggering yeah. for someone that you're this calm and you're teaching this calm. You're kind of giving this service, this offering that is calm and, you know, composed and, like, aligned. And that's why it can be triggering for that person. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, the same in real life. It can be triggered by someone's light because it, it just puts, it, it just kind of puts light on the stuff in your life
1: that are not. Yeah. And you can feel, like, contracted. Yeah also around it and it's like in any I mean it's like any social situation how you it's and then with your awareness um I think that's the key because that's where I also find like oh interesting why am I responding like this to this person because there's no way you're gonna love and like everyone um I can't remember who said it probably like a Dalai Lama or something but He's, he said it in a really According good big quote. big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't have to like everyone, but can yeah. you have the love for everyone? And I think it's a really good, good thing to sit on a little bit. Like we don't have to like everyone, but can we have love for them? Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. I mean, I get so triggered with some people. And I mean, family especially I feel like I go back in my evolution like 20 years and I'm reacting like a small five-year-old sometimes at my parents. Um, and then after I'm like, ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. All the childhood traumas are coming back on some level. Like, um, I thought I
0: was done with this shadow work yeah, already. Come on. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's always more layers oh and layers God, to never it. Ending. But back to touch how it can be so healing and mm-hmm. so not healing so i always say yeah the permission yeah absolutely is so important because for instance when i am on my my cycle on my moon i don't want anyone to come near me or touch mm-hmm. me like even when a teacher comes too close that's already like get out of my space and other days it's like, yes, I love your presence mm-hmm. and so forth. So it's this is also something that you need to start kind of to to read the room. And same with gaze. You can, you know, look at the kind of, is it called periphery, like around a person mm-hmm. and that's already holding space instead of like looking straight at them, at them in right. the eyes. That can be really intimidating mm-hmm. for some you know how they say, like, in New York, you shouldn't look anyone in the eye yeah. in the, on the subway because that can, like, freak someone out or intimidate someone.
0: Well, I think it's also people don't want to be there. You know, we all have our, our stuff and shit and insecurities. Same way, you know, a lot of people in yoga classes want to go to the back row because they yeah. feel like they're Especially being watched. Especially Yeah. Oh, they're like always like the back rows are, you know, filled up yeah. first and and they're always kind of, like, joking about, like, oh, I don't want to go in the front row. Like, you know, like, they feel like they're being more watched.
1: But it's, like... And the funny thing is that I observe, like, for me, my gaze lands at the back row always. Yeah. I don't stare at the ones Same. in the front row because Same. that is, like, too intimidating. That's, that feels like I'm actually staring down someone if they're next to me. Or stepping into
0: their, like, their space, space Because too they're much. already close they're to al- you. Yeah, they're already close to you physically, so... It would be almost, like, kind of, like, too much if you're, like, also observing them.
1: I like to use, like, also my presence in a way of walking around the room. And I know this, that I also have to be very observant of how people react when I'm close to Mm -hmm. them. Because I can't, if I stop at someone who feels really pressured, it can be, like, very hard for them to regulate if I'm standing next to them and speaking. So you'll notice in the like the body, what the body does, it starts to kind of contract and the breath will start to kind of move more upward or get stuck somewhere. So you see when a person, when a person freezes or when the person is relaxed in your presence. And especially if the student is new, I usually kind of let them be in their own bubble um, I w- might walk past them slowly just to see you how know they, how they yeah, respond to yeah. it uh, because some are very very open to it and yeah. others are like please don't be close yeah. to me. Um, but I feel like that's a good 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 Indigator, way also to yeah. feel into how they would respond to touch if you would if you would go in to assist. Um, and also what I do if I see that someone is dealing with like emotional shit because we've both had people start to cry at our in our classes or in our you know sessions meditations circles whatever is to just like you don't have to go rush there and start to you know don't cry please Mm -hmm. like calm them down let them go through it let them regulate themselves but you can always go see how they respond um if you go a little bit closer to them or even ask them would you like to receive touch but always check in with them because it can be like super um almost like offending to just like go in and start to touch them and hug them because they're crying
0: you know it's funny when you say that because now when I think about it myself too when I I go to different like body workers and healers and shamans I've just I mean I've been doing this for forever because we need maintenance just like a car would need maintenance we human beings need maintenance and uh and uh therapists and and all that and I feel like Um, What I really kind of now when I think about it, I like when they let me cry instead of trying to like hug me because it's like comfort you. Yeah, they let me cry and release. And then like because I often I feel like when I cry, there's something I want to say and it's being released as I also verbally kind of release it and and speak it out loud. And it's really nice. today actually before the session i went to go see this like a body worker i don't know what to call her but it's like more than body work it's energetic and i was crying to her and and it was really nice because she was just standing there like looking me in the eyes and just letting me share you know instead of kind of coming and hugging me because Mm -hmm. um for me that's what i needed just more to like have that person be there and listen to what i need to like let out and of course you know hugging can be also extremely healing but yeah so it's it's a it's a you know fine line fine line like when to hug and when to give that space and yeah. how do we know I feel like that what you said so simply like just to ask permission is a big thing and 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 especially also now I mean I'm just gonna gotta say this like with COVID people are still actually some people are very scared of touch they you know
1: Especially now, it's yeah, they're so like, important.
0: Oh, you know, are they going to catch the virus from you touching them, you know, yeah. or or from you breathing, you know, close to them? Yeah. So touching can be like more of a, you know, add to their their nervous system in a like negative way than 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 actually healing. So it is, um, we're all so unique and yeah,
1: it's so complex. And another thing that for me was a big aha moment Mm. is when I started to research if I like, am I comforting this person just to make me more comfortable? Because I'm not, like, I don't feel comfortable when another person is crying. So this is also good to look at. Like how comfortable are you with quote unquote negative emotions around you? Can you be, you know, it's really hard to be grounded and in your body and not dissociate if someone is screaming at you. But this is like the practice. (laughs) It's in your everyday life. It's not, it's, you know, you do, you know, work on the mat, but eventually it also comes to everything you do in between any session with any healer. Like how can you always just find back to that inner anchor and be okay with student, clients, mom, dad, partner, crying, screaming, and just like hold space and be like, yeah, (laughs) take it in, let it not let it go but let it be transmuted regulated whatnot but I'm a big fan of giving the the students space to first regulate themselves and Mm -hmm. then ask you know would you like to receive any physical touch if the hug is not it's too much for them you can use blankets anything that puts a little bit pressure because it tells like that's real touch is really grounding or just a hand on the body yeah exactly and that's our first the first kind of language we learn as as babies and it it tells your body also how it's how it's um it's kind of locating itself you know by you know when we f- when we feel something underneath us that's how we locate ourselves also oh i'm positioned this way in space that's why i like to use bolsters and blocks also just because it brings us touch mm-hmm. It's not something like just to, for beginners, you know, the block is there to tell you where, you know, you bring the ground up higher. If you have long legs, short arms and can't reach the ground, you can have blocks there just to, you know, oh, okay, I'm positioned in this way in space. It tells a lot just for the somatic body. I think it's really interesting too, like how we have started to see, and many like, um, of my students are like no I don't want to use blocks or bolster because that's just for beginners who aren't flexible I'm like no <laughs> you know how amazing a restorative class can be when there's like 100 bolsters oh, underneath yeah. you it's the like more the, the best merrier, yeah. exactly like I'm the one who's always like all the blocks and blankets mm-hmm. and bolsters and it feels really and it's good to learn also or to teach students to support themselves Because we always like, no, I can do it by myself. especially in Finland, we have this mentality, like the Sisu mentality, like I can do it by myself. I don't have to have any support. But to like, oh, maybe you can like look at it and just give yourself the support that you need, even though it's like, it can be hard.
0: It touches the sense of the heart chakra. Like it touches, you know, it's, it's, It's what takes us to the heart of ourselves and what connects us with other people. So it's kind of like that, the gateway to not just self-soothing or being soothing by someone else, but like to actually back to love to, you know, in its most profound way. It's that's what it is. Touches love, you know. Yeah. It's very.
1: And the hands are connected to the heart. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Like beautiful thing, yeah. yeah how you can play with it also with your with yourself if you bring your hands to the heart it's kind of this beautiful circle mm-hmm. of energy that goes back to yourself you know because the energy spirals out from the heart into the arms into the hands and then you receive it back mm-hmm. you know any many healers almost every healer uses the hands in some way yeah doesn't like Reiki you don't even have to have a direct physical touch but the energy's transmuted <laughs> through that. You can do Reiki with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, feet are like yeah, great. And I feel sure. often myself I'm more connected from the navel up, mm-hmm. you know, in my upper chakras mm. rather than down to the root. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you need both. You Absolutely, need to be like yeah. grounded, mm-hmm. but it's it's yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I I tend to get more stuck in my upper chakras. I think this is very normal for yeah everyone in life because we're so in our head Mm -hmm. but to actually like start to focus also on ah bringing the energy down down, yeah absolutely because we have so even now i'm like where are my legs my feet
0: right no it's true that's why grounding is as important as like meditation
1: yeah and part of space holding right yeah yeah yep all right deep thoughts deep thoughts so <gasps> roundup, grounding, presence and unconditional support. So, t- yeah, to look at how you can how be with everything. Space, yeah. How can we be with everything?
0: And just start maybe if you're like new to even just the concept of what does it mean to hold space? Yeah, just start to observe, that. Yeah, you know, any room you, you know, enter to. What's what's the vibe? What's What's the collective energy? Not just like one person but just kind of as a group what's going on and the more you learn to observe these subtleties the more sensitive you'll be to it as well and you know you'll learn to adapt your energy accordingly Mm -hmm. and this is a gift not just when teaching yoga and you know teaching anything any teacher yeah any any, social situation (laughs) situation They Situ- can be, they can also be situations.
1: Pun yeah. It's something like, I think you, un- everyone unconsciously does it. Um, even in like, just, you know, being with a friend, if the friend is sharing something and you're listened, you're really listening to him or her, you are eventually holding space in mm-hmm. some way. So start to observe how present you can be yeah. in yourself with someone else. And that's where it starts to, I guess, unfold and mm-hmm. unravel in its own way. Yeah, I think that was it for today. That's it.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in again. And please, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, there's a bunch of content on our, you know, our, the platforms where we're at, Spotify. So please share us, tag us in your stories and we'd love to hear from you as well. So don't be shy. Shoot us a message. You can DM us on Instagram at selfworthcircle or our personal Instagram accounts because we'd really love to hear from you because we can see on our app that you guys are listening, but it'd be really nice to have kind of that dialogue and hear a little bit more from from you, so please let us know Yay. that you're there. Just a hello or something. <laughs>
1: and also something that I noticed: we're back on Apple Podcasts. Oh, there was amazing. a break mm-hmm. when uh, Anchor didn't distribute it okay. for some reason to Apple, but we are back on Apple Podcasts. So I can't remember from what episode, but you can again start to listen on to us on Apple Podcasts if that was more of your more of your thing. We will circle circle back. Next <laughs> <little>. <laughs> Back to you next week again. Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to share and tag us in your socials so that we can grow the circle and support more souls on their journey. You'll find our handles in the show notes.